This is Film Center, your number one show for real entertainment industry news. No fluff, all facts. Now, here are your anchors, Derek Johnson II and Nicholas Killian. Hey everyone, my name is Derek Johnson II and this is Film Center, your number one place for studio news. I'm Nicholas Killian. And today we are joined by... Taylor, also known as Tay Makes Magic. Hello. Hi, how you doing? What's going on? I am doing great. I'm so excited to be here. Really? Also, we do have to say, we just heard you drove two hours <laughs> to come do this recording. Which is, I, I, this is a little embarrassing for us because as our listeners know, we take the show on the road. Meaning that her needing to come to, to us, it you defeats the purpose of the show <laughs> on the road. So next time, it won't, it won't be like that, Taylor, I promise. I got to come on an adventure. I am so glad to be here. Tell us where you're coming from, I am, that it took two hours. I am all the way in Anaheim over in Orange County, right by the happiest place on earth. We all know. Oh, Disneyland. Disneyland, yes. You, so we met Taylor at Comic-Con, yeah. LA Comic-Con, LA just to recently. It. Today, it is December 11th. So Comic Con, LA Comic Con was what last weekend? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It not was this the past first weekend, the, but last this last first weekend. through the third, first, first through the third. third. Yeah, Taylor, if you guys keep up with our, any of our social media or any of our personal posts, she was the Venom cosplay that was killing me. Yeah, <laughs> she is. But you work at Disney, don't you? I do. And by the way, that was still one of my favorite photos from that day that I took. Yeah, so I'm so glad we got to do that. <laughs> yeah. It was very fun. It was very fun. But yes, I do work at Disney, and I am going on. A Almost three years. Three years. You work at, what do you do at Disney? I am basically a coordinator at Disneyland. Mm -hmm. I get to do all sorts of really crazy things, ranging from events to educational workshops to just general entertainment stuff. And what are you working on right now? Can you say? Yeah. Right now, I'm just doing basically what we like to call abnormal entertainment offerings. Essentially, anything that's not part of your typical park schedule, like Things that are not the parades. Oh, not the parades. Yeah, things that the parades are... parades are usually, like, everyone bases yes. what they do off of, is it before exactly. or after the parade. Exactly. Yeah. So it's, like, guest groups that come to perform, mm-hmm. ranging from, like, middle school to colleges. Mm-hmm. And recently we had a group of seniors come and perform and do some dance. It was really cute. Oh, that sounds um, really awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So it's they, really exciting. What were they singing? The group today mm-hmm. was singing all sorts of musical theater tunes. It was pretty great. They were very excited to be there. I'm a lot of our, to to do that. a lot of our listeners, they are so they work in the industry, yeah, and or they want to get into the industry. Now, Disney, we're gonna. A lot of our listeners know I used to work at Disney World. She works at Disneyland, even though right. they are related. These are two completely part, different. Completely I different. specifically chose Anaheim over Florida. Because I did not want to deal with the humidity, so props it's, to you. It's so bad. It's, it's You take a shower, and when you get out the shower, you'll sit on your couch for two minutes, and you need to take another shower. <laughs> You're it's already wild. sweating. I don't know. I don't really mm-hmm. mind the humidity. He's from Louisiana. We're going to ignore him. <laughs> You're so. used to it. You were born used to it. I'm a California kid. I, I'm spoiled. He was born with the abilities <laughs> to handle Louisiana. And both of his parents are from Louisiana, yeah, aren't they? I'm, I'm true. Yeah, true Louisiana. He's not, a, he's not a... Born bread. Right. Yeah, no, you're... You're meant to be in the humidity. I'm, no, I'm weak. <laughs> so something that's quite interesting about what you do compared to what a lot of our listeners might do when they're working on films and television is that your stuff is live. Yes. Meaning that there is no takes, Ooh, yeah. takes. No room reviews. for 
you have to and if whenever mistakes happen you just have to act like they didn't happen exactly you have to pivot immediately so what does it take to be a coordinator what kind of what did you i'll, I'll ask this uh, what is your background that allowed you to prepare for something like this yeah nicholas and i were talking about kind of my career history and uh, my personal history of just how i got to where i am and i have always been called a renaissance woman and okay I what does dabbled, that mean? I've dabbled in so many different things. Oh. Like we talked about, I've worked with horses in the past. I have a psychology degree. I've worked in recruitment with healthcare. Like, and now I'm doing essentially the equivalent of stage management for so live let, events. Just, just as a real quick recap. Yeah. You learn how to ride horses. You have a psych degree. And then you also did stuff in the health industry. Yeah. You know what I mean? She's a spy secretly. <laughs> she has all the training. I, <laughs> so tell us. So we were talking about the story of how you went from a recruitment manager to a coordinator working at Disney. And when he says we, he means previous to the show. <laughs> yeah. But yes. yes, continue. Yeah. Before filming this show. Yes. So can you please tell us the story about how that happened? Yeah, absolutely. So, I, of course, I have the cliche story of growing up in L.A. and wanting to work at Disney eventually. Right. Because it was such a quintessential part of my childhood. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Who wouldn't want to? Because especially when you're a kid, it's just so big and magical. Yeah, I remember telling my parents that when I went right? to Disney, I was like, yeah, I'm going to work here one day. Exactly. Yep. Every kid. Every kid wants to work at Disney. Yeah. Um, Back home, it's Applebee's. So. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That sounds eventful, too. That, that might be just as crazy. <laughs> and it seems more attainable, actually. Yeah. 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 There you go. Yeah. yeah. Work from Key to McDonald's. life is lower your expectations. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I... Basically, grew up in L.A. County, moved to Santa Barbara for high school and college. And then I started that job with the healthcare organization in recruitment. And I just was not feeling it. I was, I what about it? Were like you it. not feeling? I am a big people person. Mm -hmm. And so since it was on the tail end of the pandemic, like the height of the pandemic, Ooh. I was in an office by myself and I was just like... You really? isolated. Yeah, I was really isolated. You were dealing with just numbers? Yeah, and I was not having it. I would talk to people on the phone for maybe five minutes, sit on a Zoom meeting, and that's it. That sounds terrible. Like, yeah. That sounds so pretty sounds bad. sounds terrible. Yeah. yeah, and I do love organization. I love paperwork. I'm a nerd like that. Mm -hmm. But I also want to have that interpersonal connection. So I just started looking and throwing things at the wall, applying for things at Disney. Mm. And what made was, you say, oh, okay, now I'm going to start applying to Disney compared to prior? Was it that just your breaking point? You were like, okay, yeah. I'm done. I want to go do something that I actually want oh, to enjoy, basically. Kind of. I loved my coworkers up in Santa Barbara, but I had already been keeping my eyes out because mm -hmm. I was like, okay, I've graduated college. I would like to start seeing if there's a door that I can stick my foot into with Disney. Right. And they had a posting for a stable attendant at oh, Disney. background um, of horses. Exactly. Uh, horse so, girl. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. For a while, my friends called me professional horse girl while I worked there, and I almost put that on my LinkedIn. Did I you really? I still think I should have. You should. But... I mean, you have to be in the right industry for that. Right? You know what I'm saying? If no, you I work don't. in a glue factory... And it says professional horse girl. I'm not sure how positive <laughs> that might not that be. Would. I don't Actually, know. you might get hired. It's true. I don't no. know what <laughs> the implications are with that. <laughs> right. You work in a glue factory, but you were a horse girl. What does that mean? Yeah. How are, are you, you getting that glue? Yeah. What is the... That's why it might be what they hired you. Extract from the horse that you're getting the glue from. <laughs> that might be what I hired you. Ask them nicely. Right. Like, so when you 
first got hired for the stables. For yeah. those of the for some people who haven't been to Disneyland, mm-hmm. which most a lot of there's actually a lot of people who haven't been to Disneyland. Yeah. Per oh se. yeah, there are quite a few. So what's going on with the horses over there? Yeah, they do special events. If you've ever seen like the fairy tale weddings, they pull Cinderella's coach, and there's also a daily operation with what we call the Main Street horse-drawn streetcars. Oh yeah. Uh, where like Main yeah. Street is like that turn of the century yeah. sort of technology. Well, that's the daily parades, right? Kind of. The daily parades go through the goes, inland. Yes, it does go through Main Street. Yeah, but, but it's not only when the parades are not happening, there's basically a trolley on tracks so that's horse pulled. Oh, that I got to like work a, on. It looks like a set, like a like a 1950s set. Yeah, kinda. a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. There's they, yeah they have they have like little Easter eggs on the windows. Yeah. Of like people who work there and it's stuff like so that. cute. Mm-hmm. It's really cute. So, so you dealt a lot with the that section, like they're carrying the courses and things like that. Yes. So how does that then relate to? Dealing with because those are dealing with live animals what and was that, live, was that? Guests, live guests, trying guests yeah. who are not paying attention to their surroundings and have a two thousand pound animal coming at them, mm-hmm. and they're just trying to take a selfie <laughs> in front of the <laughs> castle, and we're like, "Hey, you gotta move. We can stop the horse, but also." So everything in Disneyland is like a show, exactly. Right, everything exactly. needs to be perfect. You yourself are a cast member, so it's just live, quote unquote, because yes. the, the park is a show. How do you deal with? It's like improv for serious. Absolutely. And, yeah. And how do you, you were... deal with them messing with like, the horses? Or, or how do you keep the show on? Yeah. I guess I should say. It, it brings me back to what you were asking about how you pivot in a live situation in my current role as well, where it's just improv. It's right. yes anding, but without making it necessarily comedic. Mm. You just have to use that skill set of taking from your surroundings and trying to be like, hey... Very politely, we need you to not do move and, and not do that. these horses are going to kill you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They're so friendly. But yes, if you have a 2,000-pound animal coming at you with a car attached to the back, it, we can stop. But it would, some nice some, but it would be nice to have some leeway. Right. Anyway. Yeah. Right. And a lot of the horses, they put blinders on them. Yes, mm-hmm. so if they you're coming all have at blinders. Them, so from a certain angle, they're literally not going to see you. Yeah. It's actually not even their fault if you exactly. come to them from a certain angle. They actually do not see you. And they're all really hard to spook, but please don't test that. And <laughs> they are well-trained, but they're also live animals, so they are unpredictable, just like live guests. So did you get promoted? You were a handler of animals and then you got promoted to coordinator how to handler of people people. you were like you do so well with animals now do people now do the real animals (laughs) (laughs) we have the pretend train animals now deal with the real human animals Yeah, here's your test run and you've passed that so here you go but one of my co-workers actually transferred to the stable attendant role from the role that i am now in Oh, so you guys just switched. Yeah, she she recommended that I apply when the job opened. So that way she could take your job. (laughs) (laughs) She couldn't handle the real animals. (laughs) What is this, Game of Thrones? Oh, my goodness. This is House of Cards. Oh, we should switch positions. Why don't you be vice president? No, hey, she went on to be a manager. She also got a promotion. But, yeah, I just ended up applying for this role because it aligned with... Yes, internally. Because it aligned with my skill set i have about seven years of stage management whereas i had two years of horse experience so do you previously had some experience with drama yeah do you think yeah. that really helped you prepare for your job as a coordinator oh, absolutely absolutely and my job just as a general cast member even while i was working with the horses mm-hmm. because it's just knowing how to talk to people in high pressure situations mm-hmm. and how to kindly but sternly say 
hey, you're not supposed to be doing that. Please don't <laughs> climb over the wall and try to jump in the moat. We really don't want you to do that. That happens a Thanks lot. Thanks so much. That happens like happens shockingly way more and the, than you want And to the do. crazy part is the skill level and pressure level is heightened because these people are from all over the world. Exactly. And a lot of, and not a lot of them, but there's a potential that they could not understand what you're saying, regardless oh, of your efforts. Some really people common. assume like that, oh, I speak English, French, and Spanish, so I'll be able to talk to everyone. That's not mm-hmm. true. Yeah. yeah. There are different dialects. There's all sorts of different things. In addition to you already being in a loud and noisy theme park environment mm-hmm. it's where there are like, way more interesting things to look at. It's almost like you have to play charades with yes! some people. <laughs> yeah, it does feel like that, especially if you're trying to communicate from a long distance of, especially while I was with the horses, we would be in safety critical positions where we couldn't leave our post, mm-hmm. but I would make eye contact with somebody who's doing something silly in front of the castle. And I'm like, hey, no. Cut don't, it. don't do Cut that, it. but I can't yell <laughs> right. because I don't want to interrupt everybody else's day. But right. you make eye contact and you're like, Mm-mm, you're not supposed to be doing that. Where's right. your parent? <laughs> right. <laughs> it's very much charades. Speaking, speaking of that, could you speak to, we were talking about this beforehand, the number one rule of Disney is not interrupting what? Not interrupting number one guest flow, but also guest experience. Because yeah. like you were saying, it's all a giant show. And everything is supposed to be perfect all the time. It's quite interesting. Once again, I worked at Disney World, so I'm sure there are... There's only, there's only corporate overlaps, I'm sure, between exactly. Disney World and Disneyland. But I do remember there are certain ways that you have to point. If something, if some guest is doing something that they're not supposed to, you cannot go up there and be like, stop it. You need to go hire security. Not hire. You need to tell <laughs> Disney security. They'll call them. They'll call them. And a lot of times, Disney security is actually... They're friendlier up front. Oh, yeah. Way, way more friendly than you think they would be. They're super nice. Yeah. But I've never, I did, I was on the entertainment side, right? Like dancing and, mm-hmm. and whatnot. And I also worked in food and beverage too, a little bit. So you got both. Yeah. Oh my yeah. Goodness. I got both of those worlds. But being a coordinator, yeah. I'm sure there's some technical skills that you might need to know. Oh, absolutely. Uh, what those might be. Some of them are just radio skills and being able to feel confident communicating with people mm-hmm. from distances. When you say radio skills, you mean like saying like, 10 4? Yeah, exactly. Knowing like radio slang. All the um, lingo. Yeah, all the lingo. Yeah. They teach you at Disney what the specific Disney radio slang is, mm-hmm. but feeling confident with that will give you a leg up. Mm-hmm. And then in some of my events, we end up calling the show, meaning that we have a headset on and everybody else who is in charge of actually pushing the buttons to make the lights or sound or what have you actually happen is also on that same channel on the headset. Mm -hmm. And so then you're the one who ends up saying this happen now yeah, it is, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, execute exactly. right yeah. is there some i'm thinking now since you're recording there's probably some things you have to memorize do you like like how long does it take to train for that coordinator like how long do you shadow Ooh. someone because i'm sure that anyone who's been to disney is going to know that the magic castle looks nothing like space mountain <laughs> looks nothing like over near splash mountain or whatever oh yeah but as a coordinator you can afford to say oh i don't know yeah so how long does that training uh, usually take Strangely enough, for my role, it was about three days of what we call classroom training. Three days? And then that's like your groundwork. Oh. That's your, no. <laughs> After three days, you're good. After three days, okay, go. <laughs> just go ahead and figure it out. <laughs> for, for like just basic knowledge. Yeah. For when I got trained to do like the actual shows and mm. stuff, that was one day of training of shadowing Mm -hmm. and then one day where somebody shadowed me 
and made sure that I know I knew what I was doing. So you so it seems like you didn't get enough training. You have to just figure it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was, well, they, I was about to say it seems like they kind fast. of threw you to the wolves a little bit. Yeah. I guess you since you had previous stable experience, they were like, eh, hang <laughs> like you're fine. No, but I don't think the they would have cared if she had any prior experience. <laughs> yes. They're just like, you can either do this job or you can't. Honestly, like they is it a lot of pressure like that? I wouldn't say pressure, but I would say they're going to push you until you don't feel comfortable. But if you don't feel comfortable, they will give you more training. Yeah, it okay, was, that's fair. I, that's, I that's had fair. the leg up of knowing how to call a show um, mm. because of all of my stage management experience. So I was like, mm. all right, I'm fine. It's just a matter of learning this specific space, how we this can... This specific way of doing exactly. things. Exactly. Yeah, the Disney the base, way. The yeah. Disney way. Yes. <laughs> Which has been the hardest learning curve for me is that I have all of this experience that transfers over nicely in terms of my abilities, Mm -hmm. but it's learning how to apply those abilities to the Disney way because there are so many different tiny departments that don't exist anywhere else except for such a large corporation. So do you feel like this was... Obviously, this is more like the big-time version of what you used to do, probably. Yeah, I feel like in a way, but in another way, it's completely different. Because mm. an, other people might consider like Broadway the big leagues of stage management, yeah, which is completely different because you are on your own and you're in charge of your crew. And right. yes, you partner with departments, but there's no massive corporate overlord with all the red tape yeah. necessarily. There probably is some. I don't know. So maybe. Yeah. yeah. But this is very niche in terms of it just being theme park specific. Do you do a lot of? Is it a lot of doing the same show, or is there a bunch of she's shaking her different, head no? Different those we every see. time. Oh, she's saying it immediately. No. <laughs> my brain went absolutely not, and that is why I love my job. Okay. Well, no day co- is ever the same. One thing that I would ask you is: so I've previously been a stage manager, okay? Yeah. And then not as much as you, but I, I've done it before. <laughs> but still, it's awesome. Now, after a show, you usually give notes. Mm-hmm. Is there giving notes to the people after the show or you're just like, that's how that went? It depends. Usually for our shows and the way that things go, no. Because it's usually just a one-off guest group who's coming to perform for one day mm-hmm. and then they're done. Oh, and then that's... So, and then they might come back next year if so they'd like to come back. Groups are they... In Disney World, once again, there yeah. might be some differences, but they usually range from high school bands yeah. to... I remember Linkin Park was there one time, oh stuff like that. Is it that huge... You find that huge range all the time? I feel like my department usually handles more of the high school the middle school to college to professional range Mm. but not as big as like lincoln park because then that gets delegated to a different stage management department that's union so you still have some ways to work your way up the ladder for you're like oh guess what hey i'm I'm." (laughs) so you're your entry level stage manager at disney exactly entry entry boss yeah she's the entry (laughs) boss she's the new fresh boss yeah the the, the fresh boss she's level one boss (laughs) yeah we're working our way up but is there another position that you so you're working there for three years yeah you really enjoy your job is there somewhere that you want to be above that or are you just like i'm just riding out the wave i because right now where you're at yeah because right now i do love that no day is the same Mm. whereas i know that if i go into one of the roles that's actually listed as stage manager quote unquote Mm -hmm. that is going to be calling the same show over and over again and yes obviously it's still live theater things are gonna go crazy things are gonna be different but 
it's going to be a little bit more monotonous for for lack of a better word Mm. i'm sure it's still eventful i'm sure it's still awesome and fun because Mm. you get to know the people and the performers that you're working with yeah but i also really enjoy the aspects of my job where i don't know what's coming at me i don't know who i'm gonna meet today Mm. i don't know what's gonna happen i don't have the opportunity to give notes but i have to problem solve in the moment yeah i think also it's the thing is it's a different type of anxiety because (laughs) As a stage manager, while you're watching the show, the crazy part for me was whenever I was doing it, you would watch these actors jump huge sections of lines and (laughs) and and pages. And you that that everyone else catches on fast enough. Yes. They would jump like 10 pages. Mm -hmm. And then they would jump back 20 pages. Yes. I was about to say. And you have to like notate that. (laughs) And then at the end of the show, you have to tell them like, and then the thing is, they make it seem like nothing happens. The audience has no idea. Exactly. And you're no just idea. like, how are you doing this? <laughs> see, like, you, see, I lucked out. Both of you had like serious, you're, you're currently a stage manager. You had some stage manager experience. When I was, first of all, this was not stage managing. But when I did stuff in the circus, it was just like, hey, if it's wrong, someone falls. Oh my gosh. That's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you do something wrong, somebody <laughs> dies. Right. So yeah. there's no go back. And, but for you guys, it's like people have that fluidity to go back and forth. Right. Potentially. So is there actually. And they all love getting notes. Oh, you know? yeah. Actors <laughs> love getting notes. That's what I was just about show. to ask. What is it like telling someone like, hey, come here. What's going on? What is your game plan? Let's say that. Let's say that one of us messed up. We improv it. So no one noticed and really ruin it. But it's off. What is your first go to thing? Do you like the positivity sandwich? or No. No, (laughs) that honestly, it irks me, but I do. I respect people who do it well. Mm -hmm. I have just seen too many people do it poorly where they're like, you're great. Here's a really bad thing that you did. You're still great. And I'm (laughs) that's not how that works. That's absolutely not how that works. This is what you did. Don't do that again. Okay. I know the audience didn't notice, but I did. I did. And the people upstairs, if they if say they told me if you do that again, that's they it. I have some words for you. Yeah. No, my my favorite thing to do is to genuinely just reflect it back to them for a minute mm-hmm. and say, Hey, how do you feel about today? I was just about to ask that. Yeah. I was just yeah. about to ask yeah. so professional. Hey, such you- a professional way of doing it. My gosh. How do you think that went? Yeah, exactly. And they were like, well, would you have changed? (laughs) That's one of my favorites. Because most of the time, hopefully, they're aware of it. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like it'll cement a little bit better if they have the opportunity to reflect for themselves instead of me walking up to them and being like, hey, you screwed up. Hey, guess what? Because they'll block that out. Most likely. Because they won't be receptive to it. And that's my psych degree coming into play. So relaying (laughs) it to... So here on Film Center, we talk a lot about the uh, film and movie industry. Yeah. And interestingly enough, uh, I was just telling Nicholas this uh, uh, sometime before this episode, I think it was a, a few days ago, that there are a lot of things that overlap between theater and being on set. Yeah. Right. And something that's really necessary is the uh, uh, production manager, the unit, uh, the unit production manager. So I was like, oh, he's like a stage coordinator right yeah the production manager has to make sure all the extras are there and they're there on time and then they have to coordinate okay make sure the stars are over here but then they they delegate to pas and things like that and one thing that i've always noticed that shows a really good pm is they know how to delegate people to things that they are good at like first says let's say steve's an introvert but he's good with numbers i'm not going to 
then tell Steve, hey, go hang out with all the extras and, and rally them. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? But he might be great with, oh, I need you to go pick something up or something like that. Figure out logistics for this one thing. Yeah. yeah. How do you know who to delegate to? I think it's exactly that, is making sure that you have built that rapport with your crew. Mm. And Is there having knowing, relationships really important? Yes. Oh, my gosh. So important. And I feel like it's something that gets overlooked hmm. where, I don't know, at least in my experience, I've seen times where managers or just anybody who's in charge of a team, regardless of title, will just look at like concrete achievements and they won't look at the person as a whole where they won't take the time to say, hey, what do you think you're good at? What makes you happy? What do you like to do mm, right. in this role specifically? Not like outside of work. Right. <laughs> like, well, oh, maybe like outside of work bowling. if you have time. We be the, the, the bowling coordinator. Yeah, exactly. Anytime goes bowling. Don't wanna... you need that? But, but trying to find that marriage of what somebody's good at and what they enjoy doing and then trying to delegate them to something that's either exactly that or adjacent or similar mm. or something that you think is a thing that could help them grow. Mm -hmm. Something that they're decent at, but show a lot of potential. Decent, and, but have potential. Yeah. But have yeah. potential. But have yeah. potential. Yeah. Speaking of figuring out and marrying both things together, what was working at Disney like during the strikes? Oh. it Was, was that, what? can you talk about what that was like? Yeah. It was, was it any different? Well, it was interesting for me because our department doesn't handle any union performers directly mm -hmm. but we could see the aftermath the ripples because i was driving by the studios uh, not work related but there all of the protests and the strikes were over there and just seeing how that affected the events as a whole and slowly rippled back to our department. Mm -hmm. How would they ripple? Every once in a while, our department gets tapped to do like the holiday special, the holiday spectacular, mm -hmm. the ABC mm -hmm. one that- But airs. that's ABC, mm -hmm. which is network. Exactly. That got canceled. Yeah. We, got, we didn't end up doing that. There were just a couple of like little tentative things that got pulled and just one by one, they would disappear. And so then what do you so then what do you as a coordinator put on when yeah. you have a show to put on and it's not the one that was it's canceled? Yeah. So what do you do? We just we went with our other daily operations of just working with our guest groups and trying to give them a good experience. If they would ask about anything, what would you tell them? I luckily I did not have to I did not have to even mention it. You think they were so caught up in it being yeah. Disneyland? Oh, that absolutely. Yeah, cuz I I had a lot of feelings about it and I my my views may not align with Disney's at the time. Oh no, we went <laughs> yeah. outside of Disney. Was it Disney? We yeah, we were outside of Disney the first day. This we were Good. the first day yes. and then we also went outside of uh, Paramount. Yeah, and we were harass actually dj had to tell me he'd be like hey man what are you you're saying we were harassing i it was not there was no we it was you who was going to look up to the car's windows and was clear, like DJ, yeah there you go she's just like and dj was like hey man what are you doing like yeah. you're getting in front of the cars but like, to be fair the reason me and I, I can't say i did nothing but nicholas was like the leader of the hype. <laughs> he was the leader of the hypeness uh, and part of the reason is because we thought that they weren't striking well enough. However, they were all just chilling on the oh, side. No. <laughs> and I was like, what are you guys doing? Are we all actors and writers? Like, how yeah. are we not being really creative about the way that what we're What would your character do right now? 
How are we not being creative about method act a little bit? How are we not being creative about how we're harassing these people? (laughs) Like I was walking and I had one writer. My sign was give me some money so I can feed my ducks. Nice. And there was a creative, there was like a illustrator or somebody like that. And all I had was just the sentence. So what he did is he drew a duck. Oh my gosh. On my. It was a really good duck, actually. Yeah, it was, it was like a really. It was a suit. And then everyone Dang. was like, oh, you drew that duck? And he was like, it's a great no. duck, right? And they were like, yeah. He was just like, I didn't avoid the question. Oh my and gosh. so I would just, I everybody was just chilling off to the side. I was like, what are we doing? Let's get in this. And mm. I was just like, honk the horn. Very funny. I think that as a stage manager or as a stage coordinator, you might also feel the same way when the, I, we covered this previously on the show that Atsi was not going to strike. Oh. And then they, they don't really have a reason to. And they haven't for a very long time. But because of the events of this year, mm-hmm. they're planning on it. Ayansi also covers makeup. Yeah. Yeah. Do you see that if they do? Not saying that they're guaranteed, but we learned after that Have you heard episode. any grumblings of it? There, there was a moment a couple months ago, SAG and um, WGA strike, mm. that we thought we were going to have to shut down our operation. Um, a shutdown at Disney's that's huge yeah they don't shut down for anything so there was a minute where what our was, department was what was thinking, preceding the the potential moment of shutdown just all of those grumblings um everyone's talking about everyone it. was talking about oh we might it might be happening this next week um <laughs> and that's really short notice especially if you have a whole week of events planned so that was a, a brief minute where we thought we were gonna have to just cancel everything so i would imagine what you're saying is that it was a lot easier to handle it at disney because everybody was in the disney haze of everything a little bit but since our techs are union if they had if they they decided not to be there exactly (laughs) everything would have come to a screeching halt were the were the techs acting different is that why you were like oh it might happen like, but it was also just subtle things posted on social media or like just word of mouth of like little whispers that, hey, this might be happening. Keep your, be prepared. Just keep your ears open, huh? But yeah. yeah. But on the guest front, I think you're right that people sometimes, at least the groups who come to us are so excited to just either be performing or doing a workshop that they forget. So they just leave it behind. Exactly. I they're mean, in, and a lot of them Disneyland are like, exactly. The oh. outside world no longer exists. Exactly. The land of the lotus eaters. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's been really great having you on the the show. Is there anywhere someone, people can follow you? We didn't even get to talk about her cosplay. We talked about her show <laughs> the whole time. That's okay. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Is there anywhere people can follow you? Yeah. I am on Instagram as Tay Makes Magic, which is the most Disney cast member thing I could ever name myself. But that is me. Hey, it works over <laughs> works right yeah i have more than disney on there aiming to add more so super fun cool fantastic guys this has been film center i'm Derek johnson II. i'm nicholas killian and i'm taylor and we'll see you next time see y'all this has been film center on comic-con radio Check out our previous episodes at filmcenternews.com. Sign up for our newsletter and get the Hollywood trade straight to you. You can follow the show at Film Center News on all major platforms. Tune in next week for a fresh update. Until next time, this has been Film Center.